Take me down to the Jordan High Podcast where the guests are awesome and the hosts are pretty. Oh, won't you please send voice memos? <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Jordan High 2004 Podcast. Special episode, Nick Whitaker, part two. Steve, I have an idea about a new voice memo thing. I know we just said talking about voice memos that people can send in. Okay. It's since people weren't willing, like we didn't get any teacher stories. So that's like, that's scrapped. I mean, if someone sends it to us, please like still, we'll, we can still put in voice memos. Yes, people can send a voice memo. We would just add it to any of Exactly. Yeah. But here's what, here's my thought. Let me tell me, tell me what you think about this. If people send us voice memos of them singing an intro song, and we can put that at the beginning of the episode. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> can we play it and also us sing with that person? Why not? Yeah. I love that idea. Because so, the feedback we've gotten is how much everybody really loves hearing us singing the ev- beginning of every episode. Yes. The feedback is everyone's favorite part of the episode is when we sing the intro. That's... Everyone said that, right? I think especially Bryson. <laughs> yeah, Bryson tells me every time, it's like, great song this week, guys. The episode was okay, but the singing, on point. <laughs> yeah, chef's kiss. <laughs> I love the idea. So, so if you guys are, um, if, you, if you're if you willing, record yourself on your phone, singing maybe like five to ten seconds of your favorite song. If you want to throw in, if you want to change the words to put Jordan High podcast in it, better. Even better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good idea, Gonzo. (laughs) All right. So here we are with Nick. You guys are going to love this. Enjoy. So you had just accomplished. Welcome back to the Jordan High 2004 (laughs) podcast. We're sitting here with Nick and Steve. This uh, segment brought to you by Sand. Nice sand. Feels great between your toes. Well, we don't want to say great because some people might not feel that it's great. It might be annoying to others. So let's just use a, a more neutral. Beneficial more neutral to walk word? around. It, it can exfoliate. It can. can. also irritate. It can. It's a fact. So Nick, um, so tell us a little bit about 16-year-old Nick Whitaker. Who were you back then? Oh, what were you like? I, you know, it's so weird thinking back on that. I, I was, I wanted to be one of the Ramones. I want, you know, I was just a little punk. And, um, you know, I was surrounded by awesome people. I know Darren, I, I listened to Darren's episode. Um, you know, I grew up with Darren and just have a, having a good friend like him growing up. Like I was surrounded by great people, but, you know, meeting Maya in uh, Mr. Rasmussen's class, uh, it was like a life changer. And I'm still good friends with Maya. We, we, st- we still hang out. And uh, I'd say he's my best friend. You're my best friend, Maya. I he just, listens. I'm pretty know. sure he does. He yeah. does. He does. I, I watch him at night. It's really cool. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I just did. What are you listening to? And he was back. But uh, um, anyway. Uh, you guys share a bunk bed? And yeah, you do. Yeah. His wife, his wife. It took her a while. But she's like, <laughs> all right. Do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you lean, you lean down like, from the top bunk, like, uh, Maya, you awake? <laughs> He's just like, I'm not talking to you, Aubrey. I'm talking to Maya. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, living the dream. <laughs> you don't have bunk beds? No, we're trying to convince the wives oh, to like. Well, you ever need some tips? Coming up, coming soon. <laughs> I got everybody has bunk beds. 
but no, I, I, you know, I look back on, on, on being younger and, and, uh, I, at that time I felt like, I felt like I was owed something and this is, and, and I, I feel like I just need to say it. Like, I felt like I was owed like, like, oh man, like I'm just this, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a punk, blah, blah, blah. I have a hard, I have a hard, for some reason I, I believe that, like I had it hard and I look back and I'm like, especially after working in homeless services, even going on my mission, like seeing, like I, I, like some of the places I went to that were just clear, like some like very backwards parts of Texas that were like clearly poverty was real there. And I had not seen that like in America. I, I so I just, I don't know. I, I, I thought I had to, and it, I, don't know, I guess this is, I guess this is just adolescence in general. I just had to come up with this identity and I was just this punk who liked to be cynical. And I mean, I, I like to be funny and I like to make people laugh, but I also liked to point out differences. And I think one of the things I focused on a lot was like, and I, and I see so much difference now, just with having kids now and seeing how kids interact with each other in school, but like that whole like jock dynamic and, and then, you know, the punk and like it had to exist. This idea that this 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 divide had well, to like exist. the jocks were like an established the establishment, yeah. and your punk rock anti-establishment. Yes. yes, so you're down with them and uh and up with the anti-establishment right. folks. Exactly, exactly. Because you had such a hard time growing up. Exactly, <laughs> I had I had I had to blame everyone but me. And I mean, and that's that's I think everybody does that to some extent. You know, you don't you're your harshest critic, so you want to silence that critic and say that other person is the critic. And I remember just wasting so much time being I wasn't like mean to people because like I, like physically I couldn't be mean to people. Still can't like I, I unless I wanted to give them you know like my ass kicked, but like because <laughs> um, it would have been very easy. Um, but like I I remember just. There were so many people who I viewed as like jocks who were nice and that I've run into in my life since and are all, like, they're awesome. And I remember just thinking at that time, like, like I had to feel like persecuted. And I'll tell you a story. And it was, it was my senior year of high school. And this is really, I think, where that began to change that way of thinking. And it was with Bobby Hitz, who, who like, he listens. <laughs> Bobby's awesome, and I, and, I, and I think he's awesome. Yeah, he's and I'll tell guy. you why. I think he's awesome from the story, and I'm, I'm not. I doubt he even remembers this. But I remember we both had the same English class in in twelfth grade, and in twelfth grade I was just mellowing out, you know, and I was starting to let go of like, hey, you know, stop focusing on differences, and you know, try to try to just be accepting of, of people, and. um and it was weird saying that to myself too, because I thought it was the other way around, you know, like people aren't accepting me, but I was putting myself in a position where I couldn't be accepted. Uh, and I remember in, I think her name was Miss Johnson. She was an English teacher and she was awesome. It's sad that I, I can't with confidence say that it was Miss Johnson. I think it was, but Bobby was in that class and we did a spoken word project where you had to get up and do spoken word just about something you're passionate about. And I got up and I did spoken word almost about what I'm talking about now and coming to the realization of needing to be more accepting. And 
And I remember afterward, and I, it was kind of like, for me, it, it took a, it took a, some courage to like be able to, to first even like accept that to myself and then get up and say that to the class. And it was almost like cathartic, like this cathartic thing, but I didn't know that then. But anyway, I didn't think much of it afterward, but I remember Bobby coming up to me after class and saying that he enjoyed what I had to say. And when he said that, it almost, first it like pissed me off. Cause I'm like, no, 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 this is not how the dynamic works. <laughs> but, then I, but I couldn't like deny, like, this is a person who's being genuinely nice and going out of their way to say they enjoyed something I made. And, and it crushed me the more I thought about it. Like it just turned my world upside down. Like, I had been wasting all this time thinking about all these differences that, that you know, I, I could, uh, um, that, that exist between me and, and, and these other folks. And I've, and some of them, I've just been like, of course, like I said, physically, I <laughs> couldn't do anything, but I, I think I've always been very witty. And I, I think a lot of times I was just not nice and I'd be witty in a way that was purposely to me. With a little malice in it. A little malice. A little malice. <laughs> just a little pinch of malice <laughs> no. with it. A little pinch of malice and a, yeah. little, a little bit of a little lack of taste of cynicism. <laughs> yeah. And a nice, you know, <laughs> cynicism finish. But, um, but yeah. And it just, but hearing him say that just kind of like, it changed me. <laughs> like, and I remember in community college, we had a class. Day. I can't remember what class it was, but I remember hearing Bobby talk in that class. And it was a religion class. And just thinking, this is a, such a well-rounded person. Like, and, and it brought back, you know, and then this was years after high school. It was probably, you know, five or five years after I graduated. And, uh, and you know, I bump into him now and then at school and college and, and at uh, community college. And he's always so nice. Like, this is a genuinely nice person that I never, I could have, I could have been a friend with in high school, but I didn't allow myself to yeah. because of the way I was viewing things. And that was, you know, 16 year old Nick, but also 16 year old Nick was very insecure and very excited. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was 16 year old Nick was, know, this is a good question. 16 year old Nick was, a beautiful train wreck, you know, <laughs> like every 16 year old. I think every 16 year old is probably a beautiful train wreck. Um, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I just thank God I met Maya and that, you know, we could laugh about Mr. Rasmussen slurping ketchup packets. <laughs> and we just, you know, do our Mr. Rasmussen impressions. I'm just like, now open your history books. Oh, jeez. Look at this page here. Oh, I'm gonna put on a film. <laughs> that, that's all I remembered from class. That's my high school right there. Boom. Just missed the list. Um, but and then I don't know. And I think I honestly I think God that I that um, I, I I was able to get to know Anthony Godfrey. Um, and I we still have yet to have a lunch. We run into each other every, probably once a year. And every time, like, let's go get a lunch. And then it falls through. Um, he's a big deal now. He is a big deal. But I'm a bigger deal. So he knows you, that you're like, I got to cancel. I just stand him up. <laughs> oh. Just so he knows. It's a power move. It is yeah, a power yeah. move. <laughs> it's going back to my insecurities. It's a power move. Mm, so, you know, <laughs> it's, but yeah, but I remember, and I'll just say this, this, this story. So the first time I met Anthony Godfrey, it was, I was a sophomore and um, my friend, he got a boot on his car. It was like my, my, like my first month or two in school. My friend got a boot on his car 
and uh, at Jordan, and I knew they didn't lock. I, well, I noticed they didn't lock the um, the driver's ed booth because I used to be a janitor mm -hmm. at Jordan High School before I went to Jordan High School. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, they don't lock that booth. So I ran out there in like at the end of school when everyone's leaving, like an idiot, and I ran into the booth and just stole the key out of it. Took the boot off my friend's car. Then we saw, I can't remember, it was one of the coaches came out going, hey, hey. And we just threw it, oh crap, threw the boot in his car and drove off. <laughs> and and uh, anyway, the next day at school, you know, just being an idiot teenager, I was like, already forgot about stealing school <laughs> property. We'll just leave this yeah, boot in the backseat. No one, and yeah. a teacher witness it. Like, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Anyway, so I'm, kissing, you won't remember me. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm sitting in, in um, Mr. Boscovich's class, and uh, and all of a sudden, Anthony Godfrey comes to the door, and, you know, Mr. Boscovich talks to him real quick. They whisper something, and Anthony looks at her. Mr. Godfrey looks at me, and he goes, uh, Nick, you need to come with me. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then I think the memory came back. I'm like, oh, I stole a boot. <laughs> I, I, oh, crap. And uh, so I, I kind of I started following him to his office a little bit. And he's like, so I, I understand um, you, you uh, took a boot off the car. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> and he's like, we just were walking into his office as he's saying this. And he's like, okay, I'm going to need you to bring that back. And then we sit down and, I, and I'm waiting for like, the follow-up punishment now. Like, you need, need to bring that back. And, and he goes, I hear you like the Ramones. And I'm like, I do. And he's mm -hmm. like, have you heard the new Joey Ramone album? Because he's like, <laughs> after Joey Ramone died, he released this like Joey Ramone, like I think it was called I Remember You. And, uh, or no, 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 I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, don't, eh, I won't bore everybody with me trying to remember the name of the album. But anyway, Mr. Godfrey pulls out a burnt copy of it and gives it to me. And he just starts talking about the Ramones. And I'm like, you do remember the boot, right? Like, I took the boot. But I, anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, just bring the boot back. But anyway, I'm glad you like Joey Ramon, blah, blah, blah. And we talked about Elvis Costello, and then I went back to class. <laughs> and, like, I was just like, this is great. This is a good person. And, uh, yeah, he's just always been an awesome guy. I'm really, uh, really happy he has the position he has. It's not as high as my position, but, I mean, he'll get there one day. The sky's one day. the limit. Yeah, the sky's <laughs> the limit. Yeah. Super Nintendo today. Super Nintendo. Superman tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Super <laughs> Nintendo Godfrey. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> um, so tell us about like who you are now. I mean, how have you changed? Obviously, yeah. I mean, we've learned a lot about you as you were telling yeah. us your catch up, but like in contrast to the 16 year old. Uh, you know, I'm, I just love people i like to get to know people i like to get to I, I like to work with people who 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 are feeling struggles in their life i like to i don't know i like to feel this is a, such a good question like who am i today like i'm just a person who god i sound so like stupid right now <laughs> I'm just a person who Steals car boots still compulsively. No, I. Well, I mean, obviously, you've changed. I think I the. Have. I definitely. Yeah, the working through the road home uh -huh. and the Wendell apartments, like those experiences have changed you to, yeah. from a person who thought these guys are the. You know, I, I'm angry. I'm an angry I, punk I rocker. I had a really hard time growing up. Yeah, the to. Knows me. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. I to someone who I think loves people, like someone who loves, like you. I think you're telling us about all these relationships and all these great people that have like touched your heart mm-hmm. from being nice, from being kind, from just you being able to interact with them. Like I don't know. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, no, I I think I I think that's helpful, and I, I think I I think I don't know. I guess it's. Maybe I, I sometimes have a I, I maybe have a hard time talking about certain parts of myself. I don't know, but maybe it's like I think me today is I'm a person who I like to find ways to connect. I'm more interested in finding ways to connect with people, and and have no interest in finding divisions anymore. We've all seen what divisions can do politically in the last five years, and I, I, I mean, I don't want to wax too political too, or, or pigeonhole anyone's, you know, beliefs or so forth. But like, I, I, I feel that life is such a very, it's such, it's such a delicate, wonderful thing and an opportunity that we really need to get the, the most out of. And we can't do that if we're just horrible people to each other. So I don't know. I try to be someone who is constantly curious and constantly open to people, no matter who they are, what they believe in, how they identify. Um, I, I guess that's, <laughs> I feel like that's who I want to be now. And that's who I strive to be, you know, that's what I've strived to be over the years is somebody who is just accepting. I don't know, there's, there's, there's this line from a, from a, um, a land law case that I loved. And it's a, you know, the judge writing his remarks. And I think he kind of sums up how I feel. He said in, in, in this particular case, the land belongs to everybody. Some of it belongs to those who are dead. Some of it belongs to those who are living, but most of it belongs to those who are not yet born. And I, I found that to be really profound. Um, and how I apply that to my life is just the world I create around me. How is that speaking to the people who are no longer with me, who I loved and the land that I have now how is that speaking to the people who are currently in my life? The way that I, the way that I keep that land, of course, land in this case is very metaphorical, but is it a place that people are going to love? Is it a place that people are going to want to be around? Is it a place that people can, can, can be healthy and happy and, and uh, feel loved no matter who they are, feel loved. And then for those who are not yet born, like, what am I leaving behind? You know, when I when I'm dead and gone, what what have I done to make this a better place? I think about my kids. Like I I want I want them, of course, at the best, and, and anyone could relate to that. I want them to also know. I want them to know from me what's how how to keep how to keep their land. You know, sorry, I'm going with this metaphor. I'm not sure if it's working, but if, if, you know, I want them to know how to make their land a place that is also the same, that respects the past, that embraces and includes the present and creates a, 
a vision and a place of equity for the future and the present. And that's another thing, equity. That's, that's like a very big part of my life now is creating a space that is equitable for everybody as, as much as, as possible. I think everything I do, I, I strive to do it in equity um, in a way where everybody has the opportunity to come, come together and be met in a way that we respect their past and their own struggles and understanding that everybody's struggles are different and that some people are going to need more of other things to feel welcome. And that's, I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. Um, I want to create space that, that allows that to happen. I think of how far we've come with like LGBTQIA+. I remember when we were in high school, I, I feel like people were afraid to talk about things like that, about gender. Um, I remember I used to wear women's pants to high school and um, some folks would make fun of that. And I, but that was, I'm not saying I felt persecuted. I loved when people would make fun of it, make fun of me for wearing women's pants. But they're so stretchy and it made your butt look so good. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I thought like, for me, it was more of like, a, I did like weightlifting. <laughs> but, but for me, it's the punk rock look. Yeah, and, and you know, and it, it was comfortable. And, uh, and, and I don't know, I think for me too, then I was like, maybe there's some shock value to it too that I like. But like, now I love the fact that, you know, I, I, when I take my kid to school, that I can see kids with the support of their parents, the school and the students. I can see um, kids with the ability to express the gender, their gender the way they want to. And I think that's so awesome. And when I see that, I become so hopeful for the future. And I think that's a, that's who I am today, too, is somebody who is hopeful. Um, it's Rather someone cynical. Yeah. I feel like I've been a very cynical person. I, there's, there's still this cynicism, but I feel like I'm, I know how to rein it in um, when I'm getting a little too cynical. And, um, but I see, I, see, I see where we've gotten today socially, and I feel hopeful. I mean, there are clearly some things that that would make you feel very unhopeful going on, um, you know, with with a, uh, you know, abortion and, and, and other things that are very um, awful. And I, I, I won't I won't go too much in, into that area right now. I mean, um, we could, but we'd be here for a very long time. <laughs> I, I, but you feel like we're going backwards and so. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're criminalizing the female body, and I think we've been doing that for a long time. And I think reversing that idea just I, I but setting some of the the setbacks aside, I see some of the other the other areas that we're moving forward in, and just the way I I I, I don't know when I see kids being so accepting of each other and being so courageous to talk about things we weren't able to talk about when we were growing up. Or afraid to. Or yeah, exactly. They're not afraid, mm -hmm. and I love that. That 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 I see kids today who are so fearless, and I think that is the most beautiful thing. And it brings if uh, it really fills me with so much hope um, that that uh, that tomorrow is only going to be better, and it's only going to get better and better and better. I know there are other things that are happening in our world that it becomes easy to think it's only going to get worse, but don't forget about these other things that are happening too. There are some good things happening and um, they, they may not be, they may not be getting as much news coverage or they may not seem as, as um, 
politically relevant, but socially they're incredibly relevant. The ability for a kid to go to school and identify how they choose to identify, that is, that's huge. And I, I think that's wonderful. And I, 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 I have so much respect for the kids who do that. And I feel for the kids who want to do that, may not have the support from their family to do that. And I, I hope that they find a, a safe place where they can begin to express themselves. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Do we, because I, I think we really talked about your passions a lot throughout. So do we have any beef? Um, I have some in the car. It's gone bad. <laughs> Do we have beef? I don't know. I, I that's another. I, I don't know. That's another thing about me now is like, I don't get angry anymore. Like there's there's a few things that'll make me angry. It's like you write policy that 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 adversely affects homeless populations or 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 uh, uh, already like populations who who uh, um, are already receiving great deals of discrimination and or, or racism like that's going to piss me off but like other than that like i don't know i'm 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 really hard to no middle school us riding in the back of the bus back home and Dude, i was never mean to you back then yeah you were you were so mean to me i'm just kidding <laughs> you were so nice I, you know i i'm trying to think like i've never I, i'm proud to say i've only been in a fight once in my life and it was after a concert, we, and I was in as a park at midnight, and it was some kid hit a golf ball at me, and I yelled at him, and I and then like five other kids came from the other side of the hill who he was with, and I go crap, and they like jumped me, the greasers, yeah, yeah, it just hit like my. By the way, <laughs> jets. By the way, going back to the greasers. So okay, when I read The Outsiders as a kid, it just it just it. it it, I, I misread it completely. You're because like, all what it did no, was fortify my, boy. Yeah. It, totally, it totally fortified my idea of like, yeah, there is a difference and I need to fight it. Because yeah. clearly I didn't read the last chapter. I remember <laughs> reading it as an adult and just thinking, oh, I horribly misunderstood as he hinted. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to, to be pissed off about the socials. <laughs> like, we're supposed to talk this out after this horrible event. And uh, like through that horrible event, we come together. Oh my gosh! Anyway, yeah, I was a greaser and got my ass kicked by some golfers. So, <laughs> and uh, I, um, yeah, I'm so proud to say that I, I got no beef with you, right. Steve. I got some beef with you. It's, it's, let's, uh, let's hear it. I don't. Understand. Uh, <laughs> so what do you do now? Steve, I, was, I, I have to a story that I want to talk about. Please do. Three things. Oh, okay. One. <laughs> Once upon a time, Gonzo and I made this movie where Gonzo was a jerk to uh-huh. all kinds of people. Uh-huh. And then somehow, through the course of the movie, all of this karma came back to haunt him. And you were in this movie. I was? Yes. <laughs> and the we drugs, up, I don't remember. We ended up down in the creek right by, like, off of uh, Wasatch, down low. Yeah. And you're like, I know the perfect place. And you were this hick, and Gonzo had picked on you earlier. And you're like, there it is! And you grabbed Gonzo, and you dunked his head in the river. <laughs> what? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, we were done recording. Gonzo was like almost drowned because all this water went up his nose. Inhaled water down his nose. I'm so nose. sorry. Just beef with me? We did it for the art, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I sacrificed so myself for my teenage art. movie. <laughs> So that's story number one. <laughs> <laughs> story number two. 
I remember clear as day, 10th grade, I'm walking down the hallway with my headphones in, I got my disc man, mm-hmm. and I'm just like walking. And I skip 30 seconds. Yes, yeah, right. And you yeah, stopped me. 30 seconds. And matter. you're like, hey, what are you listening to? <laughs> I told you I was listening to Guns N' Roses, and you were so disappointed in me. <laughs> oh, God. You're like, why would you even listen to Guns N' Roses? And you like looked at me like, that's pop culture, <laughs> yeah, swivel. It was, it was so <laughs> hilarious. Um, Do you have a time machine? <laughs> so funny. Let's go to the circle thing and get in a time machine right now so I can go slap myself. I thought this was just so cool, and Nick didn't like it. So I just can't oh, listen sorry. to the Ramones. So I just put my headphones in and just kept on. <laughs> like, you can't listen to the three of the same chords being played over again. One, two, three. And then the third one. This is so random. And I wonder if you'll remember this. You and I, I don't know. Like, we didn't like hang out a whole bunch. But no, there was this no. time that you and I hung out, and you're like, I got to go to the store. So we go to Albertsons uh-huh. and you buy a can, a can of sardines. I bought a can of sardines <laughs> for to eat? No. Oh, was I going to throw it on somebody? <laughs> it's better. It's so we go across the street to Alton Canyon and you're like, come watch this. <laughs> we open up the can. <laughs> And you start shoving the sardines up into a vending machine. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then we leave. It's going to be so funny. It's going to just smell like fish. And we're going to know where it came from. Do you remember that at all? No. I the remember funny, doing stupid The payoff like is that. only in his mind. <laughs> I have patience. Yes. Oh now, Steve, we don't wait for three days to return. Some person <laughs> like, wants to get a Snickers or something. <laughs> Why does this smell so bad? They would never think there's some 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 little chubby Ronald McDonald came in and shoved. Sorry. This is oh my gosh, man. When I uh, oh when I. When I knew you were coming on, I was just like thinking of these scenes. Like that stuff I think about to this day that just makes <laughs> me laugh. I'll be sitting great. there and just like oh, start laughing to myself because it's so funny to look back and think of those things. Were we, were we in band class together in, in middle school? Maybe you in seventh Missy? grade. I yeah, played yeah, the trumpet. Then we were because I played the baritone. It was the only okay. time I was in band class. Miss, Miss Hayton? Yes. Yes. And um, do you remember? So this is one of my few memories of me, of me being an ass. If I whitewashed the rest of them, <laughs> no, I was a very good person. I never did anything bad. Wake ever. up, read Bible, go to school, come <laughs> home and pray. And uh, no, I I, uh, I remember. I, pardon me, real, um, the older I get, the more I feel bad about this because Miss Heaton was nice, but she was really easy to get angry, and it was kind of funny to see her angry. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, which I shouldn't laugh at because that's that's like a sociopathic right there. It's like I want to see them angry, but like, she gave us the reaction she wanted so quickly. I know it was it was an art, <laughs> but anyway. So I remember you remember that they had the little back room that had the sink in it that I think everybody had peed in at one point. Um, it's another story for another day, but um, the, the uh, it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, to be in, to be in, you it's know, what you do. It's what it's what the badasses in band. <laughs> and uh, so I remember my baritone, which is like the mini <laughs> trumpet, or not the miniature trumpet. What's what was that? The, mini- the miniature tuba. Yeah, 
put on my head. What well, boy, I forgot the part before that. So I wouldn't put it on my head. <laughs> Sorry, my brain just had like a, a weird lapse. Anyway, so I popped the top. I could pop the top off of the uh, baritone because I guess you could, you know, maybe to clean out. I never cleaned mine. Clearly, I never did because I can't even name the parts. But I, I unscrewed it and pulled it on. Hey, I can pull it off. And we're all in the back room. And I put it on my head. And I had everyone's attention. So like, aha! And then so I just start pretending to be Miss Heaton with this thing on my head and just saying horrible things about like myself as Miss Heaton. And she was right behind me. And and I was I was doing it in an Australian accent. <laughs> she's from Australia. And she's I remember just doing that and then she goes, You think that's a good Australian accent, huh? I think it's funny, huh? And like I, I was still trying not to laugh. I was like, hey, it was alright, Australian accent. But anyway, I felt I feel so bad. Everyone was laughing, but then everyone like slowly stopped laughing. I'm like, the material's still there, though. It's funny. And then I, do, do you guys see this thing on my head? Yeah, don't you see it? Don't you, did you not hear my Australian accent? <laughs> this this was funny. It's funny. You were laughing a second ago. Well, I'm That's sorry. Nice. I, 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 I'm sorry I told you Guns N' Roses. I'd say it's a good choice now. I, I enjoyed it. You good. Know, I didn't stop listening. Good. Listening to me would be very bad. I didn't let Bully Nick... Oh, change no. what I loved. No, you weren't. You weren't. It was not a bully. It was just. I remember. It but just wasn't for your a jam. second, you're like, I'm, I'm not as cool as I should be. <laughs> I should be listening to a better no, band. Did I give off a cool kid vibe? I was following. No, you were like punk kid, like okay. as in music punk. Like okay. I knew that you loved music, and I was like, man, it's so cool. And I remember like goop because you and Gus were pretty tight, <laughs> and uh, like goofing off in Miss Reagan's class, yeah. and then finding oh Miss Reagan, she was like, great. The soundtrack from some movie that had some Ramon songs on it and that had some Twisted Sister. Gosh. Anyway. Oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. And it's just, anyway, I didn't feel bad. I don't, I wouldn't, I, <laughs> I always thought very highly of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So you don't have beef with me, maybe you have some salmonella chicken with me. <laughs> yes. Some spoiled, um, some, some type of spoiled I, meat. What's, what's something that's just. I have sand with you. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just you, sand. You have some N- natural. You have some some NPR commercial. You, can, yeah. you just tune it out. Yes. So no, nothing but good vibes and good feelings. I I just thought those were really oh. funny. I had to share. Well, thanks for sharing that. It's just really a fun. I, I know I did silly, stupid things, but I like I I, for, I have forgotten to what extent, and that is awesome. I just wish we could find that video of Gonzo getting you're just drowning in. Anyway, <laughs> if you fell in, like you had this plan to put his head in just barely, but then you slipped and fell, which <laughs> oh, his head under the water. I'm so sorry, do you remember? Gonzo. Do you remember? That? I remember that. Yeah, it's all coming back. <laughs> it's, it's trauma that he's buried, and now it's it's out. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming over. Yeah, this was fun. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And sorry, I, the recording stuff was all like. Well, it's, it's fine. I'm sorry for the folks listening who like, yeah. hear my voice going oh. up, and I see I see it peaking every now every time I talk. Like whenever my nasally part hits, it's like, ah! and then like peak, uh, perfect. A lot of broken ears. <laughs> the thing is, like, so Nick's telling like this emotional story. And I'm like, shut up for a second. Like, I think yeah. the recorder stopped working. Mm-hmm. So you you see like. Like the the emotional thread of the episode just be interrupted a whole bunch of times, right yeah. before you hit the climax. You just you ah. hear me being very emotional, and then you hear a very cold Gonzo going, "Stop talking." 
as he gazes into the void and just, like, and just becomes more of a sociopath. Just like, Stop talking. I want you to go back and talk about the suffering more. Say that again. This time, say it with a country accent. Okay, Australian. Yeah. <laughs> say it with an Australian accent while wearing the pink. Let me, let me go grab my baritone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Thank you <laughs> yeah, for coming thanks. over. Yeah, of course. Thanks for sharing. I think it was awesome, very eye-opening, and I appreciated it. Well, thanks for having me. It was you great did. to see you guys. Yeah, it's and I, good I to see you. Folks listening, I hope everyone's doing well. <laughs> I don't hope they're well. <laughs> uh, that sounded believable. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're not more well than me, I'm okay. <laughs> Let me go back to my emotions. <laughs> I tossed a couple coins at the poor today. I'm okay. I, I've done what I need to do. <laughs> Here's a token of the 49th Street Galleria. But it's no longer around. Uh, it'll be worth something someday. <laughs> Did you know that? Okay, after high school, I, I snuck into that place a lot. This is after high school, and I could have gone to, like, jail. <laughs> and uh, I, I used to sneak in there, because, like, right before 49th Street Galleria was done, it was Utah Fun Dome, you remember that? Yeah. There was, like, like the last year was clearly about to go out of business. Like, the, like there was, like, one irresponsible teenager running the Gravitron. It's like, it might fly well, off. like, somebody die like, on, like, the bungee jumping thing? That bungee like, jump is, like, yeah. Then, yeah, that doesn't sound too far off from what could have happened. Forgot to put the ankle thing on it. But we used to sneak in. And we they had an intercom system and this like series of weird like little backroom trails and we found it and we we always go back and this is like I wasn't I was at, this is after high school that I would do this I'd sneak in find the intercom system and get on and go patrons this is God <laughs> I hope you're having a fun dome time at the fun dome in Utah and just that was ridiculous and and like. No one would come and stop me. Because, like, I don't think any, they didn't have enough staff. They were like, leave it. They're like, man, this is amazing. A miracle. (laughs) Welcome to Utah's Fun Dome, the closest thing to heaven on earth. It was just, oh, man, my life is going to change my That's good stuff. (laughs) That place changed, like, so many times. It's like, yeah. it was like a community college for a second. Well, it was a buffet. Do you remember? It was like a crazy buffet. I, I think that was like the first thing it was when it was no longer the fundum. It was a buffet that took up the whole space <laughs> of like all like international foods. But I never dared eat there because I thought like, if you're going to have this big of a buffet with all these different types of cuisine, like the, like the statistics are not in your favor that, that, <laughs> You know, you're going to walk away without some type of, like, like you, you, you probably can't staff this properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's been under the hot lamp for two days. It's still good. Yeah, it's probably, it's all good. Yeah. Hey, buyer beware. <laughs> you as long as you leave full. If you've ever eaten in Wendover, then you're okay. <laughs> it's true. Wendover, man. Woo. That's another podcast for another day. <laughs> oh, Nick's experiences in Wendover. Yeah, stay tuned for Wendover After Dark. Yeah, we'll do the Nick's Wendover stories. We'll do the podcast on the fun bus. Yeah, get get twenty twenty dollar bills. Jump on that fun bus. Get a 
tasty buffet <laughs> meal at the, uh, All the you Golden can eat Nugget. spaghetti yeah, for $5. Come home with a grip of cash or a grip of sadness. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. But no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, Steve, we just got done talking to Nick. What are your thoughts? I I loved it. I I haven't talked to Nick for, for reals. I don't know if I... I think maybe we bumped into each other at the U a couple times. Maybe just like, hey, like a few times. But it was never like more than five minutes of like, hey, what's up, man? How are you? And so I had no idea. I haven't... I didn't know anything about Nick from high school till now. And now you know everything about Nick. They said he was dead. (laughs) And now I know everything about him sleeping with Maya. (laughs) And not with him. Above him. Above him, yes. Again, it's a power play. Yes. (laughs) His relationship with Anthony Godfrey. And, you know, (laughs) I... That's a whole other podcast, too. (laughs) So, what I'll say, I I love it. I think it was very eye-opening. And I think that my biggest takeaway of, of hearing his experiences of hot boxing with commons. Yeah. And I wasn't doing hot boxing. I was just driving. If you're in the car. Which is not illegal, <laughs> apparently. But hearing about those experiences and then him spending time downtown, like just getting to know the homeless people and letting that affect him, I think that's just, to me, like really, really inspirational, I guess is the word I'll use. Just really cool that he did that, noticed how he felt, and he decided that he wanted to have a part in that. He yeah. wanted to be a part of that and help these people in that situation. And I think the as he was talking about city codes and the different legislation and the the creating and the taking away of opportunity for, for homeless people is really fascinating because I think when you don't know anything about it, it's really easy to be like, ah, there's, there's just a whole bunch of people that like, they could have a place to live if they wanted to. They just like being homeless and they being stuck on pull themselves up by the bootstraps, mm-hmm. work really hard and just stop and doing just drugs stop, and yeah. they'll, they'll be fine and stop having crime. Well, what are, what are bootstraps? <laughs> well, we'll answer that. The thing that you pull yourself up by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those. If you, if I you had used them, that's why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, I, really, it was just eye-opening to me because there's there's things that you can have an opinion on when you really have zero clue. Yeah. What, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it was really just, I was just listening because he was talking about his experiences uh, at the road home and then talking about his experiences working just by himself. And I just think that those are experiences that if you don't have any experience with it, can help you at least start to get a glimpse into what that life would be like. And of course, when you have relationships with these people and you're seeing them day to day and you see how things are so hard and really it's an uphill battle, how do we help with that? And I like his advice, like just create awareness for it because I think so many people just stick their head in the sand and they think they know that it's a problem, but no one wants a solution that is uh, inconvenient for themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot to think about. I mean, especially it first. Yeah, it was. It's awesome to see Nick. He's a crack up. Yeah. Um, and it's great to talk to him. But yeah, it, I mean, as, when it comes to homelessness, when it comes to, you know, he was saying like, hey, it's the, it's the ethics or the cultural, the 
the culture that we have in America where we see who deserves what, you know? And it's like that kind of informs how people see other people. And I don't know. It's like if we, if we are, if we call ourselves Christians, right? If we say, I, I follow Jesus Christ. Is, was he a person that taught like, it's like, Hey, feed the hungry and clothe the naked and like love your neighbor. You know, but it's like, doesn't, he didn't say like, as long as they're working really hard, you know, it's like, just take care of people. And I think that's kind of what he's going at what he was using kind of a metaphor of land. But I think he was trying to say like, Hey, within my circle of influence, within the people that I am in contact with, I want to be someone that's positive. I want someone that's equitable. I want someone that lifts people up. And yeah, I, and it's yeah, it's something I, I've been thinking about too. I, I you know, it's, I think about homeless and homelessness a lot. And the difference between me and Nick is that Nick has actually done stuff about it. <laughs> you know, it's, that's why we're asking like, okay, what do what do we do to help? You know, besides just I mean, I know he's saying like, hey, be friendly and smile and treat people as human, but I don't know. We could probably do more than that, right? <laughs> like, I, well, I think this is like a start. Um, I'm, <coughs> I'm still here, but I'll, I'll just say this. I'll plug this. So if you're looking for opportunities to volunteer and in, in, in you don't have to be in Salt Lake, there's a 211 system in every state in our country. Just dial 211 on your phone. Yes, they're called telephones. And uh, dial 211, it's free numbers. A human being will always answer uh, 24-7 and ask what volunteer opportunities are available for any field that you're interested in, whether it's homelessness or working with um, people at like a... Like a food pantry or something? Yeah, a food pantry or um, like, a, like a rape recovery center, any and anything. There, there, are, there are so many uh, organizations and, and uh, places where you can be of great service and help and uh, you everybody has so many talents and skills i'm sure that and you know we they'd all be lucky to have have you volunteer time so just dial 211 and find something that interests you we'll do there you go and i was thinking we could when you and i run for mayor of saratoga springs we could add that to our list of things we'll change a dual mayorship well steve would be mayor I would be Michael Fox. The yeah, <laughs> you'd be his advisor. Yeah, yeah. Luke Boyd. <laughs> just more like yeah. I'd be the one without the social skills. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just make sure we have wider roads and a place for homeless people. Wider roads? No, I'm just gonna find in front of me. That's another story for another day. I guess I just want to get home in less than forty-five minutes. Anyway, <laughs> Nick's gone now. <laughs> Get out, of this, get out of this outro. Get out of the outro. <laughs> I loved it. I loved having him come over. He is. You're right. He's crack up. He's just really fun to talk to. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email. JordanHigh2004podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. No one sent us any teacher stories. I can't believe no one had any teacher stories. I know. Nick had plenty of teacher stories. That story of the boot. I want to just say, like, that's the perfect example of how you can make a positive impact on a kid for forever. It's like he could have just been super angry and, like, punished Nick, and then that would have sucked. But instead, he just didn't punish Nick at all, but taught him a really awesome life lesson. Yeah.
In a way, I was rewarded for stealing the boot. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, that's all have, I do. How many boots have you stolen since? <laughs> many. Many. Many today. <laughs> Did you bring any with you? No. Yeah. I put them on your car. You should have <laughs> kept that. I'll take them off for $250. <laughs> it's a great money maker. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>